You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Hey, Scotty, I know you don't smoke weed, I know this, but I'm going to get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and I know you ain't got shit to do. You hanging out or what? <laughs> I'm hanging out, man. God damn, man. You started early this Friday, didn't you? Know? Uh, man, I know I can't pull off as good as Smokey, man. It's Smokey <laughs> over there from Friday, but shit. I was just remembering, I was just token, I was just, I was feeling that it's Friday, you know, where you get that feeling like, shit, it's Friday. I mean, even if, uh, you know, I work all days of the week, depending on what's going on, but something about when everybody is off work, it's good, and it's nice out today, and it's Easter weekend. Happy Easter, people. Hang on, I'll give you my pack of wraps, my good man. It's time to get drunk, get stoned, and hopefully get laid. <laughs> that's, that's my Friday, man, from uh, Jay oh, from sweet. Clerks, man. That's my boy. Uncle Bill hanging out in the chicken coop. All right, let's get into. Uh, I'll say, uh, yeah, hot off, hot off the internet wires well, here, this, man. This is this week in cannabis, man. You know, I mean, yes. this is this is the uh, where we loiter in the arena of hot topics, man. Yeah, and no, no, nobody in the uh, guest box today. Uh, Costa Mesa Steve will be probably hanging out next week, and we're gonna be rotating around. We got a a few different people here that uh, we always want to have the uh, the round table, if you will. It's always nice to have at least a third voice, so. I enjoyed that last episode, if you guys didn't catch it. We had four of us on here talking all kinds of interesting things with cannabis. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's, it's always changing, man. That's, that's one thing that's fun about this industry. Like I said, it's just exploding, man, and pieces are landing everywhere. And Speaking of exploding, man, did you hear Scott's miracle Grow? it's a subsidiary of Scott's, has bought General Hydroponics, man. Those two in the sentence together just start to throw up all kinds of I don't know what you'd call it, explosions. <laughs> I mean, well, the biggest, you know, homeowner brand uh, of fertilizer bought the biggest hydroponics brand, you know, of fertilizer. Pretty interesting, man. Yeah, what's your, well, I mean, what's your take on it? I know there's, in our niche of, you know, community of growers, and there's there's all kinds of different ways to grow, but there's plenty of people that will speak out loudly, and I feel will be like, you know, screw this, you know, like, What's up with that? You know, this is just total big business coming in. And and not to mention the whole other, depending on how you grow as a cannabis grower, I've always told people I grow natural, somewhat synthetic. I'm not completely down with the whole, you know, miracle grow type product brand and their turf builder and all that crap. But regardless, that doesn't mean it has anything to do with what's going on with GH, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that there's nothing you can do to stop. I believe uh, Costa Mesa Steve called it the Marlboro- Marlboroization of this industry. 
you know, it's going to get big. Uh, you know, the guy from Scott's was like, hey, man, looks like commercial cannabis did or I can't remember what, what the exact term, but our industry did like twelve point eight billion dollars last year. And he was like, this is a legitimate industry, you know, so they're in. These guys aren't. I was listening to somebody talk about business recently, and they were like, "If you're a business, don't even fucking have an opinion, man. Just sell them the shit." <laughs> you know, it's like an yeah. it's an old school, you know, uh, theory of business, but it is one way of running a business. You know, so maybe they don't have an opinion, or maybe twelve point eight billion dollars changed their opinion because well, I can tell you one a few points. I talked to uh, uh, one of the reps earlier today for a while on the phone just to try and get a feel and he actually might be able to come on uh one of our shows here in the upcoming couple weeks but is that looking at the lineup of things where the hawthorne gardening is a subsidiary of scott's and it is ran by uh the son this is chris hagedorn he's the son of the ceo of the big you know big parent company as well as is that what that is man he's the son i was wondering how the hell like the same guy graduates high school with you and you know, I, I grow on to, I go on to grow a little bit of weed in my basement, and he's running Scotts, man. I wonder how that fucking happens, man. You're born into that shit, huh? Yeah, exactly. Got exactly. it, man. Okay, man. Uh, and the other gentleman, uh, I don't have the name in front of me here, that is with uh, Vermicrop Organics. Um, I mean, everybody's heard of, I won't say everybody, but to my, when I hear Vermicrop, I have a, you know, a taste in my mouth of organic, and they do the teas. I think they sell a little brewer. And they usually see their fridge. Isn't that Vermicrop? Like the hydro stores will have a Vermicrop fridge. Unless I'm confusing um, it, man. That's a Scotts company now, you're telling me? Well, the gentleman that owns that is also running this new uh, venture, this new subsidiary, along with a gentleman from Scotts. Wow. And no, they, yeah, so they acquired them too. I think, I don't know if Vermicrop was like part of GH, but now GH and Vermicrop are in this subsidiary. And talking, I mean, when you like you said, business wise, you know, it's like the rep was saying, look, this is a strategic move. Like, it, I'm saying like too much, man. I'm about to go valley on you. It's a strategic move in business, man. Trying to line up and, and put a legitimate stamp on what has been, and this is one of the biggest business deals that puts the most legitimate stamp on our industry as far as, look, hydroponics isn't a bad word anymore. I mean, this is. Look what company is coming into us. And they want it as far as what that Chris gentleman has done for Scott's as far as build a company. They want to pull that in to, you know, help them in their expertise, which is awesome hydroponic equipment. So, I mean, I still don't have, I'm like in non-overall opinion land. <laughs> it's just, this just happened the other day as far as hit the media. But, I Man, mean. you know, it's, it's really tough to separate yourself from, you know, from from I guess what's really best in the long in the long run, because what's good for us, it's it's good if people keep on shopping at Way to Grow. You know, it's good if you can't buy this uh, all all the things that you have to go to specialty stores uh, and deal with people that really know their their merchandise and really care to do a great job and specialize in hydroponics. It's nice to have that and not have to. You know, rely. There's certain things that have just gone the way of Home Depot. So you're stuck. If you want to go buy paint, I, and I guess not, you can still go to a specialty store. But there's a good example, man. Go to a specialty store where they just sell paint, talk to those people about it, and then go to Home Depot's paint department. 
you know, and you'll see there's a difference, man. They'll mix you up some paint at Home Depot's paint department. Sure, bring in a chip, and they'll put it under the computer, and they'll do it up, hey, man. Some of those guys are pretty good, man. Some I'm of not, them. I'm not saying they're not, <laughs> man, and I'm not slighting on Home Depot at all, man. You find you some made a super great point with the hydro stores. There, man. But, yeah, the point is, is that you get, you get real talent and people that have a passion for that specific thing thing you know they're not worried about being transferred into plumbing or hey maybe i'll go into uh the hardware section because it's better no man they're these guys are hydroponics people man and that's what i think that we stand to you know that's what i'm worried about losing going you know i'm not saying two years down the line i'm saying 10 years down the line what's the hydroponics section at home depot look like and is and is that better for the community you know for for mainstreaming this shit we're trying to get every single person to grow their own well, let's be honest. According every, to every single, GH. but every single person is not going to go into a grocery store, though. I mean, maybe they will, but uh, it's a shitload more going to uh, Home Depot, you know. So it's, it's one of those weird things, man. What will the industry be like in ten years? You don't know. If you you guys want to check out a newsletter, just GH has one officially out on their site. Um, just over under the press section, resources, and then press. But they have stated. I mean, the rep told me as well as in this newsletter, they don't have you know, any, any interest they don't are not pursuing. Cause when I heard all this, I'm like, great, they're going to be in home Depot soon. But even if they were, which GH has adamantly stated, they're sticking to what they've been doing. The people that have built them, the hydro stores, the growers, etc. You're, you're right. You're going to get horseshit service. <laughs> I mean, it would be not even worth it unless, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's bad enough now. Sometimes we're just trying to figure out some basics, put in, you know, indoor cannabis gardening into the equation. You want these people to have knowledge about not going to work. Um, yeah. You know, an example is that I've got a little local hardware store down the street and, uh, they sell paint and they sell hardware there. And I'd much rather go there because the dude will actually show me, you know, the right kind of screw if I need it made out of the right materials with the right size head for the project I'm using. You don't really get that shit at the big box, man. So that, that's what I hope we don't lose, man. And that's what, that's what we stand to lose. If, if these products go by the, the way of the big box. I was told yeah. up, up in Michigan, OG Dirtbag told me up in Michigan that Fox Farm uh, is sold at some of the Home Depots up there. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, in in a nutshell, like I said, we'll, we'll cover more of this. Um, more than likely, we'll have hopefully an interview just to get get it from the get it from the source. And as of right now, I. Uh, I mean, I don't use that many GH products regardless, but I definitely, you know, I like their CalMag, the the General Organics CalMag, and I've used a couple other things from them on and off. But I don't have an opinion that I think this is going to be horrible or awesome. I'm just in the learning phase and want to figure out more about uh, what's going on, what's growing on with it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, it is crazy. It is insane, man. You know, you, you do have to wonder. I mean, that, that company, all they do is big box. Scott's Miracle Grow. I agree. That's why I said I cannot believe, you know, I, I, I can't believe that this part, part of the move isn't to just, you know, implement their products into big box retail, you know. Next thing, it would be weird. You go, That would be so freaky, right? You go to Home Depot and there's a GH rep there with a tent set up. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. You know, I could see yeah. it. The products aren't that expensive. You know, and I always said when it, because I'm from ag where you can buy, you know, a, a gallon of concentrated liquid fertilizer, i.e. grow or bloom or something like that. Granted, it's a one part, but a gallon of it is about $3.75 per 55 gallon drum. 
and they'll actually deliver it to the farm and give you the 55-gallon drum for that price. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, as a commodity, you know, the salts that Jake is mixing together really aren't that expensive. You're paying for the premium value, you know, nature of it as to where, um, you know, the stuff that I'm getting for agricultural purposes has probably got a decent amount more heavy metals and is a lot less clean than the shit that they're using for food grade or medical grade. You, you know what I'm saying? There's definitely different... Uh, uh, grades of inputs that go into these things. I do know what you're saying. So if you listeners know what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, Mr. Real, I asked him earlier, I like, are you been listening to more Trailer Park Boys? Because you're you're pulling the J Rock. You you got to get the soundboard back just so you can instead of you saying it, you'll just you know say it every time, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> anyway, the hell do I know? Anyhow, man. <laughs> well, let's let's move on a little and. Uh, We'll learn some more about that uh, big news, huge news in the hydroponic world of nutrients and growers. Everybody out there has probably used a little GH at one point or another. It's the staple, man. You know what I mean? Somebody was asking me why GH is so big, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, man. It's because you can go buy six gallons of each of the three parts for like, I don't know, I think it used to be like right around 300 bucks, somewhere around there, you know, and you're literally getting months worth of, of nutrients. And the shit's clean, and it's always the same, man. It's stable. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, definitely behind the scenes, or I mean, not behind the scenes, but what you guys use and see and everything that's been happening with General Hydroponics is going to is gonna be the same. I'm just curious to see what, yeah, if they're going to launch a new, like, rebrand for something else or, I don't know. But they said it, always, it should just all be better, better service, and better all around, of course, in the, uh, the newsletter that was sent out. Regardless. Of course they did. Yes. They're like, we got some money. All right. They had money before anyway. Yeah, they weren't hurting. Nice, Hopefully man. the rep will come on and hang out, man. Good guy. I'll be able to talk some good grow talk too. So, All right. On to uh, how about a news story, man? News story I liked um, coming out of the National Drug Institute on Drug Abuse. This is a research institution ran by the federal government has grudgingly admitted that marijuana is capable of killing certain cancer cells. So, I mean, if people have trolled and looked and read or heard success stories, everybody, I mean, if you asked, of course, me or you or some of our other people we know, can marijuana help cure or kill cancer cells? I mean, the answer would be yes, right? I Just from what, from what I've read, I mean, I'm not vetting all the sources so heavily, but from what I've read, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what percentage of people out of 10 would say just straight up no. There is a lot of ignorance out there on the subject. But this publication came out, and it's interesting. It's from the National Institute on Drug Abuse. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right on. Who's who's um, writing their paychecks, man? They said, recent animal studies have shown that marijuana can kill certain cancer cells and reduce the size of others. Evidence from one animal study suggests that extracts from whole plant marijuana can shrink one of the most serious types of brain tumors. Research in mice showed that these extracts, when used with radiation, increased the cancer-killing effects of the radiation. So, and it goes on, and it was just, this is just kind of cool because it was one of the, you know, this story hit uh, April 2nd, so it would have been better if it hit on April Fool's Day because you'd be like, maybe they're just messing with us. But um, coming from, you know, an institution ran by the federal government. Right. I mean, that's that's good news. I'll take You'll say, what do you mean good news? I mean, this should have been happening a long time ago. Why are we doing this with mice right now and not, you know, 
fully evolved into hey, treating and taking care of problems. I'm just glad to see people doing something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's there's movement in a positive direction. I remember when Bush was in office and they were just like making stem cell research illegal. And I was just like shaking my head being like, oh, God, man, fucking anti-science, man. Be scared of science. You know, at least now we're doing research and we're not scared of science. Uh, you know, we're, we're marrying science and cannabis, man. And I love it. Yeah, definitely. And a lot here in, in Colorado has, uh, has been explained before. CSU, I believe, and CU, major universities out here finally, you know, got their hands untied to do a lot of good research and got some really good grants, I believe. So that'll be cool to see what they come up with. Yeah, definitely, man. We got to have the uh, the colleges and the universities growing their own weed and, and doing their own experiments, man. That's how we're really going to progress. Man, could you imagine when you're doing uh, <laughs> when you're doing uh, breeding uh, for the college, you know, for the university, man? That'd be awesome. Getting getting credit, man, for breeding your own strains. I'll take that. <laughs> Dude, be going back to school. Yeah, that, that would be sweet, right? Um, all right, what else you got here? Looks like you have some good news you found, Scotty. On uh, Colorado legalization has oh, almost yeah, snuffed out pot arrests. Yeah, man, I uh, caught this article. It's on on dudegrows dot com in the news in the news tab. But man, it's like cannabis arrests are down like by ninety something percent cultivation arrests are down by like 96 percent yeah 96 percent it when people hear that that just more more if you guys are thinking about coming to colorado to grow there's more to put on your pros list it's cultivation just, charges down 96 percent yeah now don't get me wrong man that doesn't mean that distribution charges you know what i mean they aren't up 96 percent <laughs> yeah i mean maybe they're just not busting you for cultivation instead they're busting you for distribution instead there you go. Yeah, so. Golly, man, why am I such a pessimist, man? Wait, wait, wait. Did you see the next point on here? <laughs> what do Weed you got? Weed distribution charges are oh, down by a whopping shit. 99%. What the hell? Everybody, wait, get out here, man. We just overlooked the point that, oh, man. Yeah, I guess uh, the uh, the weed the weed is working right now. I usually Jesus wait Christ, to smoke man. for the first time in the day before the show, but wow! See, this is what happens charges. when you let law enforcement smoke weed, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow, that, man, that, that is insane. Who wrote this article? God damn it! I like it. Uh, this was from uh, Drug Policy Alliance, Colorado's yep. post legalization. Yeah, Drug Policy Alliance. I don't know. I don't know. Cool. That's pretty freaking crazy, man. Thank God yes. that they're not, you know, they're not busting people, man. I mean, it's so retarded to be in the system for weed. Ridiculous, man. Definitely ridiculous. Um, all right. I like that. Those numbers got me pumped up, man. You know what? See here. Zach, play that song, man. Play that song. All right. Take it away. There's someone growing over there Feeding his family while living with the fear Cause there's a lawman with a pen in his hand Telling us what we can and can't grow on our land Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down
There's weed still burning in the bong It's our freedom we've been earning all along Good people opening their minds Getting so much resistance From the closed and unkind Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down In time the lies fall in defeat You can't deny nature's truth in weed Laughing and feeling good inside Instead of buying Xanax Grow urban, get high Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking all right, that is one of my that is one of my favorites. That is definitely, I think, the best parody of the bunch. We got any on the on the coming soon? You got I, any ideas? I do, man. I do. I got. I told Eli to go nuts, man. I, I'm dry these days, man. So he's he's gonna take it away, man. That guy's a classic songwriter. He's not songwriter. You've given just, him creative freedom. He's the funniest parody guy. Here's parodies on on Howard Stern all the time, man, and they are so freaking funny, man. Eli Braden, I think it's at Eli Braden on Twitter. And uh, yeah, good guy, man. Good stuff. Word. Well, I'm gonna go into uh, this. Will be a, a an edibles user service announcement out here. We had uh, somebody recently uh, visiting, and they're out here skiing and boarding with some friends. I think it was like a 22 year old guy. This was a and weird was, story, man. Yeah, and he ends up, uh, you know, they're eating some type of uh, gummies. And ate too many. They go back to their little, uh, probably staying at a ski condo in Keystone. And they said they had intense debate about uh, religion, politics, and arrest records. I don't know what that's about between all of them. And so one of the cousins, I believe, you know, hopped up and said, hey, you know, let's let's go down to the hot tub. You know, this is getting kind of heated up in here. Let's chill out, you know. And the gentleman, the 22-year-old, decided that uh i don't want to go down there you know i'm gonna chill up here and that was this is luke goodman you know 10 minutes later they hear gunshot he went upstairs and killed himself while they're in the hot tub so this is one of those things why in the title of is it why this mom thinks marijuana edibles killed her son yeah so first off the service announcement is don't eat too many edibles man take your time he had like four or five times what was recommended did not wait anybody can lose their mind on a lot of different things but Still, don't we see these major stories with edibles hit the news like that reporter from Marie and Dowd because they're doing too much edibles. They're not following the directions. And of course, we see it with alcohol all the time. But yeah, and also, with, I mean, the dude had, he, you know, he's whatever. He's a country guy or whatever. He carries a gun with him, but he's carrying a gun all the time, man. You know, he carry, it was like said that he shot himself with the gun he carried with him for personal protection. Um, yeah. Man, carrying guns and then eating a whole bunch of fucking you know, edibles, man, that you're not sure how you're going to handle the dose, man. That's a little, uh, little dangerous there, man. You know, I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm and all for smoking know. weed and shooting guns in general, but that's a little dangerous. <laughs> I agree that, it, and I don't know if the other people in the party, I'm assuming knew he had, you know, a weapon, but anybody being, I don't even, just being responsible. You got to put all that, like you just said in equa- in the equation. It's not like you go, 
you know, have some uh, some some mushrooms and you got an uh, array of weapons around you or something. No, and it could that be wouldn't that, be good. It could be that uh, if he didn't eat these edibles, he'd still be alive today. But I think I don't think you can say that marijuana edibles made you know made it sounds like reefer madness to say that made this gentleman shoot himself man you don't know what else was going on in that guy's life man you can't yeah come on the news story is five or six lines man you have no idea what was going on yeah what if he was battling demons i have a hard time believing that he just decided that he was going to kill himself for you know because he ate too many edibles sounds weird it does. I mean, the most I've ever felt with a paranoia with edibles or, you know, back in the day, you know, whatever, when I've had some shrooms or not even back in the day, maybe yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, if you do too much and you get that paranoia feeling whenever after I learn not to do that much story, I get real paranoid, like shit's wrong. And then even at that point, all I want is just to, it's never been like horrible. It's just I want to feel better. I don't want to be so paranoid right now, but I can't imagine. And everybody's brain's different. Like you said, I'm rambling on. Who knows what the hell the guy had going on? You definitely only hear half the news in the news. So half the news, you're like one percent of what of the news. <laughs> you know, and yeah, they interviewed the guy's mom. I felt terrible. You know, she's like, "Oh, it was the drugs. The drugs definitely did it." I'm like, "Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, you know, who the hell knows?" All right. Well, the point was, mind your edibles, especially if you guys are visitors coming out here. And I, I get it because you're, you're stoked. But if you're going to do the edibles, it you got to learn the dosing and take your time. And I even would eat half of what a freaking recommended dose was. And wait a minute. And also, don't forget what you have. You how long ago did you eat? Put these things in your brain when you think about it. Because if you just ate, it's going to take longer to get through your system. Did you eat some and just sit down on the couch, or did you eat some and go on a hike? two variables right there one's gonna hit you quicker one's not so there's a lot of things that go into the equation right and you don't want to fuck up an awesome day in colorado by having too much edibles that's for sure definitely man definitely yeah man yeah all right what just else smoke we got weed, here man? man god damn it it makes it so much easier just to smoke it <laughs> you know there's no chance that this shit's gonna happen man i <laughs> yes and um for me it's soon enough getting into the world of having a little bit of personal shatter for my vape pen. So I'm pretty Look excited about that. Look at this guy, man. Look at this guy. All right. Isn't it crazy that there was some other news stories about this like shatter bust in another state? And, you know, that makes it sound like, first off, shatter just doesn't sound too, it sounds like a, like a street drug, right? Hey, man, you got any of that shatter? I mean, I think we can name it something a little bit more friendly. Not sure what, but... They talk about it, you know, like in these news stories in other other states, like they're dealing with heroin or crack, and they're saying it's the it's this ninety percent THC is the strongest thing where people just don't know how to handle it. And I don't know. I guess I could kind of agree with it, but I don't see anybody like going full on crazy on it. I guess other than the previous news story we just talked about. I missed it, man. I was fucking setting up the next story. What do you got? Nothing. No worries. I was just talking about the strength of Shatter. Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm, dude, what I'm into, man. I'm so sorry, but uh, I was just pulling up this next story. We got to talk about is in high times. I think it was last week, this week. Uh, shatter versus wax. What's the difference? And I was like, ah, you know what? I'd like to read that, man. I'm no the shat- difference between what Shatter, shatter and, and wax. wax, you know. And it's just talking about how it's really subtle, man. You know, like the Shatter is that hard, like rock candy type stuff. 
mm-hmm. and then just by doing just slightly different temperature change, like the, it's really sensitive, you know, like making that requires, I guess, a specific like temperature range or I really don't know much about it, man. But they were saying that even if you just heat it up a little bit, you decarboxylize it or what, it uh will just turn waxy, man. So it just, it changes consistency. I think it really has to do with how you finish it, man. And they were kind of talking about like rock candy in comparison to rock candy. You know, the hard, can- the hard candy analogy. So it says, a great analogy for the process of making hash oil is making hard candy. If done correctly, the sugar will dry as it cools and turn into what is technically a glass. If the process is disturbed or the candy gets affected during transport and storage, storage crystals can form in the hard candy. And once crystals form, the candy isn't hard candy anymore. It becomes opaque, has weak, irregular structures, and goes bad more quickly. You know, and they said, why do the crystals form? If you stir, well, stir in the solution while cooking or settling, some of the sugar molecules will bump into each other and crystallize, becoming half gooey, half crunchy mess instead of a clear, translucent, hard candy. And it says a bubble, a notch in the container, or any irregularity can cause nucleation of the sugar molecules around the nucleation point. The sugar that right. crystallizes right. outwards. Yeah, whatever. I'm, done. Yeah, now, I'm, now I feel like I'm back in school. So what you have to do now is all of the, uh, the listeners that aren't in state, let's live vicariously through Scotty, go over to Organic Alternatives or one of the many dispensaries you have access to and say, I want to know the difference between shatter and wax, buy a gram of each, even though that's a pretty penny. And, uh, you know, as, as you were reading that, I'm just like, this is so awesome that if you wanted to, you could just go out today and get your hands on both of them. You no know, problem. <laughs> I did. I did last week get some. Uh, I guess it would be wax because it, it wasn't clear. Um, it was like this kind of gummy stuff. It was almost like a putty that you could roll in your hands, and it was okay. the craziest golden honey color you'd ever seen. I think it was like thirty-five bucks, maybe. So it seems expensive, except I've been smoking on this thing all week. You take like these teeny tiny little pieces and throw them in the pen. Shit lasts you like five, six, seven hits, man. I don't know, a long time, man. Half a day. Um, dude, this shit's awesome, man. Really good quality. Uh, is that what you see affecting? Wax is really fucking good. The price per gram. So, I mean, the fact that um, basically a gram of wax is going to go a lot longer for you in a vape pen or something than a gram of herb in a, in a chill. Definitely, man. I mean, you're That's taking why, I mean, the tiniest little piece and throwing it in there, and especially in a vape pen. I mean, if you're doing dabs, I think you can start going through that stuff fairly quickly. But a vape Interesting, pen because efficient. obviously if I've heard, I don't know, on, uh, on herb exact, but like, you know, uh, shatter pricing anywhere from like 25 to 60 per gram here in Colorado, and that's at a recreational dispensary, anyone 21 and up. Right. Um, and that's, I guess, you know, the main difference as far as the ability. Well, one, you can be very discreet with it. Uh, if you are out here in Colorado at a public event and you're trying to hit it at a concert or wherever real quick, you can pull off like a vape pen almost anywhere, although technically that is still illegal, I believe. I don't know Meh. if they say you can't. Yeah, it'd almost be impossible. I mean, it, I guess the law, an attorney might have fun with that. He wasn't smoking in public. That's the law. Okay, Judge? He was vaping in public. Nothing really ignited. Definitely, if you <laughs> piss off a cop, if you do that right next to a cop, you're going to get hassled for it. Oh, well, yeah. Come on. But come on. There's <laughs> there's so many opportunities in the in the world to do that without having a problem that, yeah, if you 
you know, I know a lot of people that are used to smoking a joint right before they go to work, you know? So wouldn't it be great if you could just hit this pen? You know, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't make you stink, you know what I mean? Yeah, before yeah, I go totally. fucking sit at some boring job, I'm like, I'm, dude, you've never had a job where you're like, yeah, the only way I can do this job is if I smoke weed. Uh, Yeah, that's currently why I'm pretty stoked about... Uh... The, the continuing success of the Dude Grows show with Mr. Real here, so I can smoke weed at work if I can call it that. Right. Yeah, the only way I can do this job is if I smoke weed. No, this is work. This is work. <laughs> I think I equated it out the other day, man. For about every hour of audio you guys are hearing, there's about three hours behind the scenes for that. So um, regardless, let me jump into uh, w- one more thing here. We'll get into... Uh, Listener, listener thoughts. Oh, nice um, deep thoughts. So yeah, got an email in here from Mister Miner, um, and he makes a decent point here. We do like to compare some things in our industry versus the alcohol industry, and he goes, and especially in Colorado, there is so many breweries and home brewers. Like somehow, everybody in Colorado knows what's up, man. We want to brew beer and grow weed. All right, so beer home brewers are free to buy all the supplies that they need and bottle as much beer as they feel like without any regulation. So the growers should be able to do the same too, right? Says maybe people are already talking about this, but it's a really simple idea, and I think there should be some momentum behind it. And if you guys, uh, and he says, I agree with your your guest speaking last week in, in cannabis, Costa Mesa, decriminalize, don't legalize. He really liked that slogan. Yeah, right on. Um, but I mean... It, it, the we got our campaign out here 64 one of the big points of it was to regulate weed like alcohol right so he's talking about getting momentum for the growers in this saying of being like what i mean the home brewers they could i don't think I, i'm sure they can't set up big ass tanks there'll be some zoning issues eventually but if a home brewer wants to brew as much beer as he can uh, obviously i don't think he can take it to market without of course some regulation but right. it it's on and there's no issue with it and my answer to this would be if I was the guy, you know, riding up 64 or whatever would be like, look, we told you in Colorado, you can grow six plants. If you can't figure out how to grow enough cannabis for yourself with six plants and or your spouse or family, then you got to figure it out. Because I believe they have given us, you know, you, you can really do some damage with six plants. You can get yeah, six but you pounds, have- you could get 10 pounds. But no, it's way different, man. It's a pain in the ass, man. If you grow, so you're trying to sex a, you know, you're trying to grow a decent amount of herb for yourself and you want to start growing your own strains as well and and breeding your own strains. You can't do that with six plants, man. Okay, I agree in in that sense. You know, any amount of pot should be good to grow, man. If you want to have some pot around your house, you should be able to have some pot around your house, man. (laughs) There it is. The official reformed... Amendment 64. If you want to. Mr. Real. Any amount of pot you want to grow, you should be able to grow. And if you want to have some around your house, you can do that too. You know what I'm saying, man. There shouldn't (laughs) have these limits where you have to come in. Oh, you've got over two ounces around your house, man. You know, and you're, you're, uh, whatever, distributing. You know, whatever, man. I mean, you know how many people, especially with all the strains that we grow, have a mason jar of this. There's there's an ounce or so in there, and a mason jar of that. You know, and it's not that hard. I like to have the a... space rule, man. How much space do you think? Do you dig that at all? For inside a residential structure, you can have this. What ten? To, how many square feet? Ten by twenty? Two hundred? Three hundred? I don't know. I mean, that's I guess the fairest out of all of them. If I have to pick a multiple choice, I'll go with that one. But um, all right, man, just. Leave me the fuck alone with my pot, man. <laughs> I guess I'm being, I guess I'm being like idealist and uh, you know and everything like that, um, because it is of value. 
But well, that is the, and also they got to be able to regulate on people that turn, you know, the the people that make a bad name for respectful growers, the people that fuck up houses that right. fill a house up with it, that that are bad neighbors that just that yeah, and that element as time goes on will just continue to be weeded out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you if know, your neighbor's being completely obnoxious, you know, and and has an obnoxious pot plant. Not like you can't take matters into your own hand and just yank that bitch up or something, you know. <laughs> Throw some Roundup over it or something, you know. <laughs> there we go. If you have neighbors with annoying <laughs> cannabis plants, go get some Roundup and take care of it. Right. Until soon enough, General Hydroponics is going to have Roundup ready cannabis seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Oh, it's all it. fun and games, people. It's all fun and games. So the dude gets a suit, man. Um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it's one of those things. Like almost anything at home, there's usually some, some regulation. But f- for the people that cause problems, Wait, with I it, know that a guy that has seven air conditioners in his house. Man, he's rich <laughs> and he totally. has seven. I know people that have ten Direct TV boxes. There's no regulation about that shit. You want to be excessive and ridiculous and just pay for it. You know, I know people that have thousands of dollars of indoor plants and orchids. I know people that have five thousand yeah. dollar lights, LED lights for their fish tanks. People are weird. I remember an FBI agent was interviewed a long time ago, and he was talking about the biggest problem when they're like tailing Americans and trying to find things about Americans is that they're weird. They're just eccentric. They do shit for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, get ready to pick up my kids from school in my truck with 38-inch mutters, and uh, yeah. you know, I've never gone off-road. I also have a triple-twin turbo diesel, triple-ton, capable of towing anything, but I don't tow anything. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Anyway. Running on biofuel, man, biodiesel, man. Yes. Well, let's get ready to uh, put this week in cannabis in the bag. It's a beautiful Friday here, Easter weekend, if you yeah. uh, are religious or not have a good one it always usually is just a nice nice weekend to uh go easter egg hunting (laughs) and we'll be back here on monday with some grow talk and uh yeah hopefully here in a few more shows like i said we'll get somebody on over from gh and have a good old time bsing hey man it is what it is man what are they gonna tell you you know Oh, you know, just like I said, it's always hearing stuff from the source. There's nothing better. Half of what this show's about. So absolutely, we're always trying to get guests on here, regardless. And uh, heck, we might even have. Uh, I think Devin might be back up on the show Monday for a little bit of grow talk as well. So that would be sweet if you guys don't remember. He came on and did some great info on curing, drying, trimming. Just all I don't know. All kind. He's, he's one of those guys as a resource when you talk to, and you're like. I'm like, you got to come up on our show, man. This is good shit. Stop talking to me now. Talk to me on the mic. Yeah, I see him at the uh, at the uh, grow tent all the time, man. So, uh, yeah, he's going to start hanging out definitely. And uh, you know who I talked to this morning, bro? Who? Ken Estes, man, the inventor. Or I shouldn't say the inventor, but the, uh, yeah, the breeder over at Granddaddy Purple. Granddaddy nice. Purple. Real nice guy, man. We're talking a good bit, man. We're talking about that candy land, man. I had to ask him a couple of questions because... I couldn't believe my eyes, man. How fucking hard nug that shit got after six weeks in flowering. Was like, All right, to save it as a preview, we got to put that in grow talk, man. <laughs> you got it. He's coming over, man. So, yeah, it was. He's, he's coming over to the cannabis his... cup booth, rather. He's going to hang with us a little bit, and he said he'd give us an interview either there or or on the show. 
Cool. And yeah, don't forget, uh, guys, of course, Cannabis Cup, buy your tickets, come on out, whoever you are, wherever you are. It's going to be an awesome event out here in Denver, Colorado, and you can see us at the Dude Grow Show booth. And uh, we'll be out in the smoking area, smoking some shatter, packing chilms for y'all, hanging out, having a good time. I believe you dab shatter, dude. Whatever, vape it. (laughs) I'm a knife it, dude. I'm a knife it. There you go. Let's do it. All right, guys. Dude Grow Show this weekend, cannabis, if you will. And uh, we'll be back. Have a good weekend. Later, Scotty. All right. Take it easy, dude. Thank you.